to get over the Consciousness Transforming Podcast for exceptional 21st century living. We've got a great show today. We're going to be speaking with Lori E. Duchar, and uh, she co-wrote a book with her husband, Benjamin Fox. It's The Alchemy of Inner Work, A Guide for Turning Illness and Suffering into true health and well-being. And during this time of COVID, folks, you know we need all the help that we can get to keep our vibration up and stay as healthy as possible. And Lori's gonna share some of that information with us today. Now the information shared on Get Over It uses intuitive and pragmatic insight to help you shift your consciousness to break through the blocks and release energy that is no longer needed. Yes, we're going to help you let go of the BS that is holding you back. But you guys know I always ask that question, are you truly ready to? And by the way, folks, BS is belief system. A bit about me for my new listeners, intuitive since birth. I'm a third generation intuitive with over three decades of experience supporting people to break through the blocks along their path. I'm a strategist for personal and professional transformation, revealing cutting edge information that enables you to prosper and thrive. I spent 25 successful years in corporate America as an executive sales professional, and I'm the founder of Healing Visions Ministries and the Northern California Children's Education Network, a 501c3 nonprofit. I also author two books. I provide consultations and healings in all areas of life that heal the mind-body-spirit connection, allowing you to live your very best life. My clients tell me that I keep it real while providing them with accurate information to assist them along their journey as a spirit living a human existence. But they also say, if you really don't want to know, don't ask Monique. My background includes a doctorate in metaphysics, Reiki master teacher, ordained minister, and clinical hypnotherapist. So whether you are stressed, depressed, or possessed, I can help. To find out more about me and the services that I offer, go to my website, and that's MoniqueChapman.com, and I invite you to like me on Facebook and follow me on Twitter and LinkedIn. My guest today, Lori Eve Deschar, is an acupuncturist, conscious explorer, and change maker, committed to bringing the art of alchemy and soul healing back to the modern world. She has practiced Chinese medicine for over three decades and is the author of Five Spirits, Alchemical Acupuncture for Psychological and Spiritual Healing, and Kigo, exploring the spirit essence, spiritual essence of acupuncture points through the changing seasons. And her most recently published book, the one we're talking about today, and that's Alchemy of Inner Work. You can check her out at her website, and that is anewpossibility.com, A-N-E-W-P-O-S-S-I-B-I-L-I-T-Y.com. Welcome, Lori. Well, thank you, Monique. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Oh, I'm gonna we're gonna love it. Now, are you um, just Lori? Or do you want to be referred to as Lori Eve? I want to get it right. Lori is just fine. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. So um, Lori, talk to us. Um, how did you get into healing? What brought you to um, writing all of these wonderful books and studying Chinese medicine? Mm, okay. Um, Well, I think like you, I loved what you said, being a third generation intuitive. Um, I I, I feel like I came into this world and it was kind of like, you know, my my working papers were heal, (laughs) be a healer. (laughs) So, um, you know, I had, I was really blessed with a a wonderful childhood with, you know, two big brothers and, Mm -hmm. you know, happy 
early years, I remember them, but even back then, I was concerned about the earth. Even as a little person, I had this hmm. feeling like the earth and the animals need our care. And I, I remember as a little kid, just starting this little cemetery where I would do rituals for the little animals Aww. that I found. Yeah, because I felt like their little souls needed caring. Mm -hmm. So that was my earliest of memories of being a healer. But then when I was 10, my dad got diagnosed with a brain tumor oh. and he survived. But it was as if our whole family, it, it just kind of created this crash in mm -hmm. the perfect bubble. And as I've written later, what I what I've come to understand was that it wasn't my father's illness. You know, we all have to face trials and difficulties mm -hmm. and illness but it was that my family didn't have the tools they didn't have the skills and the tools to know how to what i now call transform illness and suffering mm. but didn't your doctor on oh, your doctor didn't your um dad go to the doctors and all of that oh yes of course okay. i mean he went through western medicine and mm -hmm. as i said he survived the brain tumor mm -hmm. but um it he actually was partially paralyzed afterwards. And my dad was this very charismatic, you know, uh, commercial artist. And mm. all before that, there was just a lot of this kind of gaiety and, and happiness in our family. And it really left him feel kind of depressed. And we just didn't have as a family the tools mm -hmm. that I now know. Mm -hmm. are available to heal and support us in moving through those kinds of challenges. And I think that's why I became an alchemist. Mm -hmm. Not because, you know, we can't avoid what, as you say, we're spirits in a body. Mm -hmm. Part of being in a body is that we do have to deal with challenges and obstacles, every one of us, but how we deal with them. And that yeah, go, go ahead. And what we bring, what, mm -hmm. what tools we have, you know, to bring to these experiences makes all the difference. So I think in a way that was what actually began my journey, my journey, my quest mm -hmm. as a healer. Okay, well, you do acupuncture, you're a psychotherapist, you're a healer. How did you meld all of that energy together to come up with the programs that you and your husband have put forth to the world? Of course, I've been practicing for 35 years <laughs> from my That's bio. One, one we have half hour here. <laughs> yeah. but, um, so yes, it was, it's been a, a real journey and it's been, you know, taking the risk to say, I practice Chinese medicine, but in in the way that is true for me. I practice psychotherapy, but in the way that is true for me. So I've been a bit of a renegade um, in all these different areas uh -huh. because my commitment is not to the method, but to the soul of the people I work with. Mm. So I bring you know what I know works, and I'm always looking, even still. I, I'm looking for how do we heal and how do we live the lives we're meant to live? What are the tools available? 
for me, Chinese medicine was my jumping off point. I love working with what we call qi. You know, you're uh-huh. a Reiki master. You know it, that touching that level of people's lives, that subtle body, it's just a thrill. It's, it's a miracle. And then seeing the changes. So uh-huh. Chinese medicine and acupuncture is just a beautiful method. But it wasn't complete for me. Uh-huh. Especially as I'm, we're working here in the West, where people also are very much interested in the story of their lives. That's not so much how it was for the ancient Chinese. They're like, move the chi and don't worry about the story. Whereas uh-huh. here in my treatment room, I'm hearing stories of, you know, lost loves or problematic marriages or difficult jobs. And that's where psychotherapy came in for me, uh-huh. bringing these tools together. Okay. Well, it's wonderful. And my husband, as you know, from our bio is, a, is an astrologer. Uh-huh. So he brings in sort of star <laughs> patterns and destiny patterns that we're working with. So we, we've got a pretty big bag of tricks here between the two of us. That is wonderful. I wonder if your husband has done the astrology around the um, pandemic, because that would be very interesting to know and what, you know. He, listen, Monique, before last year, before March, Mm -hmm. he was looking at the, what he calls like the prospects or the the transits. Mm -hmm. And for the whole year prior, he kept saying, I don't know what's gonna happen February, March. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to affect the whole planet and it's going to be big. Huh, interesting, because I kept getting, I kept telling people in my readings that um, a year ago, um, actually like not November, just passed the one before that, that something is big going to happen. I don't know what the heck it is, but we're going to have a huge shift. But I didn't even know what it was. And I actually, I didn't look, <laughs> you know. Right. So, no, so many I, of us uh, were feeling this energy. Yes. And it was actually, I mean, I'm not going to go into the technical aspects of astrology, but what he was seeing as planetary transits. The, mm-hmm. So it's way bigger than us. It's bigger even just than our planet. Something's trying to happen here. Mm-hmm. We're being invited to something. So, yeah. we mm-hmm. And the thing was, of course, he said to me, well, I knew it was going to be big, but I never <laughs> could have predicted this. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't think anybody did. And I think if they said they did, they're lying. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So in your opinion, what is alchemy? You're an alchemist. What is it? So in brief, again, I mean, alchemy is a system that was kind of the equivalent of modern science before modern science. I often say alchemy was the way humans all across the globe, in China, in India, in Europe, how human beings were organizing their observations of their inner and outer world mm-hmm. between the time of shamanism and what we call modern science. So it's a system of organizing and knowing and predicting the way transformation happens in the world. People call it the art of transformation. So that's a lot of words. I guess most of us in high school chemistry, we hear alchemy was a kind of misguided chemistry, but that's not how I look at it. 
Okay. What alchemists were looking for is the question of what is our divine purpose mm-hmm. as human beings and how can we, it is the art of transformation, we say led to gold. What that really means is how do we transform the problems, the challenges, <clears throat> the COVID, the you know loss of income, the illness, how do we transform that into something that actually illuminates, that becomes our sole purpose, that lets us live the life we're meant to live. Okay, so if one was, uh, people are listening to us and they're like, yeah, okay, I feel what they're talking about. Give us a um, like a, a starting point, a jumping off point where we can start to shift our perception or shift our energy to be more aligned with the alchemy of inner work. Because it's truly inner work. Um, Most people don't want to hear that because it's the word work, the W word. But what's a jumping off point or a starting point where we can start that shift? Of course, buying your book is number one. Okay, but (laughs) but outside of that, and and, and folks, I got to tell you, the book is full of exercises and information. It's a very easy read. Um, You will get a lot of information. It's just under like 250 pages or so. So, you know, a couple of days you read it, you do the work (laughs) and then do the work and then you can move forward. So talk to us. um, Yeah, well, I love that you, you know, picked up on that because Alchemy, they talk about it as a process of inner work. It's, it means we have to practice on a daily basis. Some, something that we choose to work with, that's mm-hmm. your lead. And it can be really simple or it can be much bigger. But I suggest picking something pretty simple like, okay, I'm going to talk about a personal example. So I adore my daughter. I love my daughter. Mm-hmm. But we, but it, what I've discovered is if I give her advice, which as a mother, of course, I know way more than she does, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> but, you know, say, um, I try and give her advice about, you know, when your husband gets upset, um, you know, just be really come back into your own body and listen and don't jump on him I, like we tend to do. Now, mm-hmm. when I say these things to my daughter, who I adore, she turns around to me and says, you know, just don't tell me what to do. You made your own mistakes and it goes <laughs> in a bad direction. Uh-huh. Well, that would be, I mean, I mean, it's not a huge issue, but it is an ongoing issue. Mm-hmm. And I wanted it to change. So alchemy says, rather than saying, you know, why won't my daughter listen to me? Because I have so much wisdom after all of these years. Mm-hmm. An alchemical approach is, let me turn my attention inward to me. And let me see how I can change. So this dynamic can also change. So that my daughter and I can have a more... Um, resilient, more enlivened relationship, especially as she is now, as I said to you earlier, Monique, she's 33. She's a woman. She's not uh-huh. my little girl anymore, even though I think I uh, she is. Uh-huh. So I brought to bear a practice that we talk about in the book. I just did it the other day, but I do it all the time with Nina. 
if she's listening, hi, Nina, I love you. Um, this is uh-huh. a pause practice. Uh-huh. What the pause says is we know the habitual behaviors or responses that, you know, we know are going to lead us down a not so skillful road. So it could be with your boss. It could be with your partner, your kids, your own way of approaching um, your work. So anything habitual, that's where alchemy comes in and says, that's your lead. It's a habit that's not working for you. Uh And you bring to bear what I call the pause practice. And the acronym I use is RSVP. So with the pause, you begin by recognizing, oh, I'm about to do that thing that I do that doesn't work. Uh For me, I'm about to give my daughter advice that she's not asking for. Recognize. Uh The S is simply stop. Simply stop. Take a breath. Uh Lean back. Make space. Because in that stopping, in that pausing, we make space for spirit. S. Okay. In that silent spirit can come in and open something different up. The V is, and I sort of, V is reverse. I cheat a little bit on that one. Okay. Look inside, you know, see what's happening in me. And I'm feeling like I'm feeling this sort of compulsive need to make it better or fix it, which I know goes back to my childhood of wanting to fix my family, my father, all that healing of the world. And I just sort of calm that down and say, trust that there's something bigger than me here. And in that reversing awareness, that's the beginning. In alchemy, we say that's the beginning of change. Mm -hmm. And the P is presence. Be present to what is actually emerging in the space. And what I found is simply by doing that RSVP, that's practicing alchemy. It's looking within. It's working with my patterns as opposed to thinking someone else should change. Mm-hmm. Amazing changes <laughs> happen. Oh, that gold, old one where, you know, okay, if you're having an issue, look at you and you look at yourself instead of looking at the other yes. person first. Yes. That's yes. a hard one for a lot of people to wrap their minds around. But if you do it, life becomes um, so much easier. And I'd like for you to bring that to a a more crystal clear point. Um, In the book, you talk about ways of repairing a broken marriage. And so many people right now with, you know, being housebound 24 seven with their significant other, no matter the title, it can be a bit challenging whether you've been together a day or, you know, 50 years. So how can your process begin to help us repair something that's broken, whether it's just our relationship, friendship? So that idea of the broken is, again, a very alchemical idea that the brokenness of something we treasure, you know, whether it's the loss of a loved one, Uh Uh, whether it's the loss of a job, um, or as you say, within our most cherished relationships, things feel broken in alchemy, 
that's the place. That's like, oh, and I say this to my patients and they hate when I say this. I'm like, great. That's great. Now we have something to work with. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the idea is that when it's broken or dissolved, that's when we can put things back together in an even better way. But if we're constantly just trying trying to keep it the way it was or band-aid it or fix it, we're actually not making, moving towards something better. We're just kind of sticking with the old and not daring. I noticed in your book, you said, you know, taking the risk Uh the corporate world when it wasn't right for you, rather than just kind of patching over it. (laughs) So that choice is an alchemical choice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, in, you know, the other piece, and I did take a look at your book and looking (laughs) at this idea of you know, looking at our partners and you use the word mirror in there for M. Mirror. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that I really resonated to that, that rather than looking at our partner's faults, again, we begin by looking inside. The repair begins from looking inside, looking at how I can actually shift the situation. And it's amazing how much that will it's a beginning. It's not the end point, but mm-hmm. it's the beginning. And um, the other piece with alchemy is that we put a lot of emphasis, you know, on what's called the inner partner. Mm-hmm. So, and what what is that? Yeah. So, repairing the broken marriage, repairing our relationships. Again, I mean, again, I don't want to sound like a broken mirror, but the work begins inside me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the inner partner is when we say, I'm seeing this in my, in the man in my life, I'm irritated Mm -hmm. with him, or he's not paying attention to me, where I can begin that shift. Not that I don't take that up with him and say, hey, you need to pay attention to me. But I start with so that I don't come in with just an attack or picking on him. I have to start inside of me. Mm. And the inner partner for a woman is in alchemy. The idea is that we all have kind of a man inside. Every woman has a man inside and every man has a woman inside. That's our kind of unconscious other partner. Mm-hmm. And to get to know that part, and we talk about that a lot in the book, ways that you can get to know that inner partner. So for me, that, you know, that began when I start, when I had my divorce, actually, mm-hmm. when I left my marriage and realized that I was out there alone as a woman with a single mother, um, and I needed to find other parts of me that I didn't know before. Mm -hmm. And I did it by looking at movies, Monique. I watched movies to see what men really liked (laughs) and what attributes and qualities of theirs I wanted for myself. And just very um, brief with this one, but my Mm -hmm. inner partner, my first inner partner, I don't know how many people out there still know the movie, The Right Stuff. It's an old movie about jet uh, test pilots who would 
break the sound barrier. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I loved that movie and, and I loved it so much. And I kept watching it again and again and again. And I realized that I needed to integrate in me that courage and that sort of daring. And as I worked with that, I came to realize that I did have, you know, a test pilot inside that I could call on. It wasn't me. He was my inner part. Mm -hmm. Interesting. It's always interesting how you can outpicture things once you stop for a moment and reflect on yourself and what you're bringing to the table. But I want to switch gears for a second. Um, in the book, you talk about um, the dark goddess. Tell us about the dark goddess, goddess and why does she matter so much? What's up with her? Mm. Who is she? <laughs> mm. I speak about the dark goddess in a lot of my work. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like she is the one who we need to call on now to get through, um, to actually not just get through, but transform conditions that have brought us to where we are on the planet. Mm -hmm. um, so ancient traditions and all alchemical traditions recognize an aspect of the feminine that's kind of been shut out of our culture. So our culture recognizes the parts of the feminine that are nice and that are helpful and that are mothering, um, maternal, nurturing, but modern Western culture does not like the part of the feminine that is what we could say. Um, well, I say any woman who's given birth or been at a birth, mm -hmm. you know, there's this very nice gestational period where you're kind of holding the baby and your, you know, belly's getting bigger and you're, you know, you're reduced to lying on the couch and being very, what we call yin. In mm -hmm. <laughs> You know, so like, bring me the ice cream and let me just lie here. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like it gets more and more yin and that receptive, you know, holding gestational. And then there's that moment where it switches to, okay, here we go. You know, get the midwife. I'm going to the hospital. Don't mess with me. Get out of my, that's the young feminine. That's uh -huh. the dark feminine. She's the one who says enough. Hmm. she's the one, I mean, in Hawaii, she's Pele, you know, the volcano goddess mm -hmm. in, in Taoist, in China, her name is Ziwang Mu. She's mm -hmm. the queen mother of the West. She's the one who guides us through these times of challenge and um, is sometimes not so quote unquote nice but is firm and a very important part of, you know, what it really is to be in our femininity. Okay. All right. Switching gears once again. Um, in your book, um, you have a chapter entitled Turning the Wheel of Life. What is the wheel of life? How do we turn it? And what do we get when we turn it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> And the wheel of life is basically the turning of the seasons mm. and how in Chinese medicine, this is a very central part of Chinese medicine, where we look at how the life force moves through the seasons and through us 
and through the elements, which are basically water, uh -huh. wood, fire, earth, and metal. Those are the elements in the outer world, and they are reflected in me, in you, in all my patients. So the wheel of life, as we talk about it in the book, is getting to know how water lives in you uh -huh. and how wood lives in fire, earth, and metal. So, I'll, I mean, just to give an example of that, um, you can say water is about the winter season. It's about how a seed waits under the earth, the part of us that has to wait and be patient and gestational. Again, thinking about that pregnancy. Uh -huh. And then it moves to the wheel turns and we move to the season we're in now in the Northeast, the spring season, and the element is wood. And right now in the Northeast here, and I'm all over the Northern hemisphere, actually there's this energy of rising up. Uh -huh rising up of birthing. So that would be that moment that we're talking about, like, it's time, I'm going, I'm getting out there. So each of these phases of the elements um, is actually an expression of chi, the life force, as it is out there and in me. Mm. Okay. And in the book, we talk about different ways that people can work with these elements, how you can recognize maybe there's a block, say, for example, it's spring, and yet I have no energy to sprout or blossom. And that what we want to look at, okay, how can we support you in getting back to that? And I give um, points, acupuncture points, oils, essential oils, and flower essences that people, and I talk about the medicine as it's people's medicine for uh -huh. the people, by the people. This is medicine that you don't have to pay a doctor for. You can learn to do for yourself and for your family and for the people you love. And, you know, Monique, I'd like to put a plug in here, actually, because we're having a great program on our site with one of our wonderful faculty members, Lindsay Fauntleroy, who's giving an introduction to flower essences for the wood season. And she calls Ooh. it Rise Up. Huh. Rise Up. It's How appropriate. Um, Thursday, the 22nd. And uh -huh. so if people want not just the book, but actually to learn with a master teacher on our site, uh -huh. who I adore and, and everyone falls in love with Lindsay. Um, if you're interested and it's an introduction and you can come away with actual flower essences that are inexpensive, safe remedies that you can use right away, just check out community.anewpossibility.com uh -huh. and go to the bottom of the page and they'll see the offering rise up an introduction to flower essences for the wood element and the spring season. And that will also be a great way to find out more about this turning the wheel of life. Okay. And talk about the elements too. Mm -hmm. But guys, when you go to a community dot a new possibility newpossibility.com you're also going to find information on the healing circle and the alchemy of the inner work and you're invited to become a member or just take a um class take a tour yeah we mm -hmm. got lots of courses yeah and you know, 
Thank you. Thank you, Monique, for mentioning that. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I was going to get to it, but you brought it up. So, hey, like, might as well I'm go, so there, go there at the course. moment, right? You know, <laughs> I'm really excited about Rise Up. It's, it's, I personally love the wood en energy. I love the spring. I love the season. So. Mm -hmm. And folks, just to let you know, the Rise Up flower essence for the wood element is $45.99. Okay, so if you have it, great. Thank you. If you yes. have an issue with doing that, you know you don't have the forty five ninety nine. You know, see if there is any type of assistance available, and there if so, great. Money. And if not, yes. fine. No, mm -hmm. just tell us. We actually say it right there. If okay. it's an issue, let us know. We don't ever want money to stop people from learning this material. We will find a way to get you in. Mm -hmm. Thank you for mentioning that. Oh, no really problem. There's that people know that mm -hmm. there's um, all kinds of classes offered and all kinds of point prices. So do take a look. OK, so, um, Lori, before we go, what is an acupuncture um, point that all of us could use like right now? And, and this is from a girl who doesn't like um, acu the needles. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I, just, I, I had that done once and I was like, oh my God, maybe the person wasn't as adept as I was hoping they were, but it didn't work for me. But because of fear, but talk to us about an acupuncture um, point that everybody should know and why should they know it? Well, I would say as, as a person who does Reiki, you're probably energetically very sensitive and you might not even need a needle per se. And many of my patients don't. So oh, no, my, it's fear of needles. What I say is anything that stirs the chi, anything mm -hmm. that moves the life force can be used as a quote unquote needle. So literally even just touching a point or that's why we use the flower essences the essential oils on the points. Mm -hmm. um, to tell you the truth, intention can move the chi. If I just look at a point, <laughs> mm -hmm. it'll move. Um, but so I'd love to leave people with the point, one of my favorites for this time, which is called Palace of Weariness. And it's on the meridian called the Heart Protector Meridian. So this is a point that actually will help you to put what I call a sort of semi-permeable membrane around your heart. So all the love comes in and all the good energy comes in, but anything that's not right for you, not right for your heart is just, it's effortlessly protected. Mm -hmm. So the point on the heart meridian, um, which I'd like to share is at the center of your palm. Mm -hmm. And if you loosely close your palm right now as you're listening and notice where your third middle finger lands in that loose fist right at the center of the palm, uh -huh. you can just track it with your index finger and you'll feel there's a little very sensitive spot there. Uh -huh. I found it. Good. I'm sure you did. Uh -huh. And then you just like rest your finger there uh -huh. and take a few breaths. Hmm. And this point is known to calm the heart down. It also, as I say, protects the heart. And I love to use a drop of rose essential oil on that point. Mm. It's as if you're just putting a rose in your own heart. 
and letting it blossom. Wow, giving love to yourself. Yes. And of course, it's a beautiful point. If you have you know, kids, you can touch that on your children. You can touch that on your partner um, and it's safe. And putting a drop of oil, rose oil there is a very safe, gentle way to let the heart know that even in these times of challenge, we uh, can transform, we can be illuminated, we can shine our light, and we can heal. Yay. Because <laughs> folks, you, you'll feel the difference if you decide to do that little exercise. You will feel the difference um, immediately. And, you know, I'm intuitive and sensitive. And yes, I felt it immediately. But I think everybody can, at least tuning into the energy of it, that's the way I feel. Um, Lori, our time has gone by so quickly. But what pearl of wisdom would you like to leave with our audience today? Mm, I think the thing that I would leave something that we've kind of been circling around, but I would say lead to gold. Mm -hmm. Take the thing that you most would like to get rid of and begin to look at it as an opportunity. And I know that's really hard to hear when I'm in a bad space and my husband reminds me of that, I often want to bite his head off. Think, That's what you teach. But I'm like, you shut up. <laughs> but it really is true that that's even what we're being faced with now, you know, with the difficulties of COVID and quarantine, to really look and say, what is the invitation? You know, mm -hmm. is is this invitation an invitation to start doing some inner work to look at my life differently to cherish the people who I love. Um, so lead to gold, it's not really about changing the metal lead to gold. It's really about changing the places in us where our soul wants to grow and thrive. So that's what our book's about. And I hope that people, you know, will find it helpful. It's an ebook, you can get it as an audio book. And it is also a book you can actually carry around if you like that style. And yes, Monique, any, everyone's welcome to our site. We would love to have you. And if finances are ever an issue, just let us know. We have it written right on our landing page. We invite you and welcome people who are ready to do this work. Okay. Well, folks, we've been speaking with Lori Eve Deshar, and um, she co-wrote this book, uh, The Alchemy of Inner Work, with her husband, Benjamin Fox, and you can check them out on anewpossibility.com. And do check it out, folks, because it's like insidious magical work okay even just like reading the book it raises your vibration and it starts you thinking in a different direction and i found it you know to be very enlightening so laurie thank you for being the guest today i truly appreciate it thank you mommy thank you so much for inviting me oh you're welcome i truly appreciate that <laughs> you're... it's wonderful to talk with you likewise and thank you to the audience for being with us today as we collectively get over it and i want everyone to remember that the most important choice that you can make is what you choose to make important consider making the masterful choice of turning your lead into gold above the blessings light love to all agape